All right, let's pray together, guys. Lord God, thank you so much for just how awesome you really are. Thank you for the way you love us. Thank you for every person in this room right now, Lord. Would you, would you open our hearts to hear directly from you tonight? Lord, would you steal my soul? Would you give me the words to say, words directly from you, none of my own? And Father, would you just show up in such a clear way tonight? Jesus, we know that you're with us. I pray, God, that we will not leave this place tonight until we see you clearly. We know if we see you clearly, Jesus, we will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. So I pray for everyone in this room, those who know you, would you relight that fire? Those who don't know you, would you start one? Let's go. Everyone said? Amen. <laughs> Good name. When was the last time that you were properly in awe? Speechlessly in awe. I remember a couple of years ago, I had uh, moved to Melbourne a year previously, and I had gone back home for the summer, uh, for just for a few weeks, um, to spend time with family and friends. And I was out at a farm uh, with, with a mate. The sun was down, it was dark, and we decided, why not go quad biking at dark? OHS only applies to the youth I lead, it doesn't apply to me, obviously. But we were um, riding these bikes um, through paddocks, through streams, through, through fields, and it was, it was so much fun. And uh, we stopped in the middle of this, of this paddock, and um, my friend just said to me, he's a Christian friend, a legend, a guy named Nath, he just says, isn't, isn't God good? And uh, I was just like, yeah, just really vaguely said, yeah, isn't God good? Yeah, no, you, just, you just say it back. But I remember the next thing that happened really clearly. I remember looking up and something about living in Melbourne, you forget what stars look like. And I remember just looking up and just never, ever, ever have I seen so much, so many beautiful stars in, in my entire life. I was completely speechless. And I, I, there's only been a few times in my life where I've been that way. Um, but this was one of them, just looking up at these stars and just realizing, you are so big. You are so big and I, I am so small. When was the last time you were in awe of Him? You stopped recently to think about how powerful God is. We read at the beginning of Genesis, God literally breathes and these stars form. Scientists will tell us that this universe, these stars, these planets, they are constantly expanding. Things are still creating. Things are still growing. God is still moving. He breathes and this happens. He is so, so powerful and He is so, so creative. Think about all the animals in the earth. Think about all the pets we can have and all the tigers that we can't have as pets, except that I would love that. Think about all the... Uh, the beauty of nature. Think about the beauty of the sun this afternoon, the beautiful blue sky, the, even the rain every two hours in Melbourne. It's all so, so beautiful. And God, the creator of it all, is so, so creative, he's so powerful, and He's so creative. Another area that really blows my mind. Have you ever stopped to think about how wealthy God actually is? 
Like we live in this most livable city in the world where the pursuit of wealth is something that we are more than we would probably like to admit we, we go after. We, money is what makes the world go round in, in Melbourne especially. And uh, have you ever stopped to think about just how ridiculously wealthy God is? Like He legit owns it all. And I know you drive a nice car. I know you've got a nice house. Yeah, God owns that. Cars were His idea. Houses were His idea. Every grain of sand on the beach is His. Every wave that rolls in day and night and day and night is His. Every blade of grass is His. Every star in the sky is His. Every sunrise and sunset is His. He has made it all and He has created it all through His power and through His creativity. And God's wealth, His economic system doesn't work like ours. Like when we have money, we can only use it if, if we say we're building a house. It's only, it's only useful if we have the, the things to build our houses with. God doesn't need stuff to build. He breathes and things form. He, he's not like us. He's not like us. But the thing I love most about our God, the thing I love most about our King, is even though He is unbelievably wealthy, even though He is unbelievably powerful, even though He is unbelievably deserving of every knee that will bow, every single person who's created in the existence of the world, He deserves their praise. He deserves that we, that we sing to the top of our lungs forever and ever and ever. He is the only being in existence who deserves that. But what I love about God the most is what He does when He wants to get the attention of man. He doesn't show them how strong He is. He doesn't show them how wealthy He is. He doesn't show them how creative He is. Yes, He does, but not at the top of the list. When He he wants to get the attention of broken people like you and me. He shows them how much He loves them. He shows them how much He loves them. And as I reflected, as I was writing the talk for tonight on how amazing God is and how I was looking at those stars and how, how God felt so massive and I felt so small, boy, did I feel loved. Boy, did I feel loved. Just one of those light bulb moments where the tears kind of form in your eyes and you realize that, yeah, He loves everyone, but boy, He loves you. So what is stopping you tonight realizing that too? What is stopping you singing at the top of your lungs even after church is gone? What is stopping you getting up tomorrow morning with a smile on your face, ready to praise Him again? I got taught a lesson recently on a youth camp by a young girl. Last night at camp, she came up to me and offered to pray for me. And she'd lost her voice because she'd been praying for so many people. And it was obvious she had just encountered His love. She just starts praying for me. Dear Ash, I mean, dear God, I pray for Ash. It's like, oh, I'm sorry my voice is gone. I've been praying so much. It's amazing. I could just sense in her spirit, this girl knows that Jesus loves her. She gets it. She gets it. What's stopping you 
realizing that love. Maybe you think you're too far gone. Maybe you are so obsessed with trying to perfect every area of your life before you come to God. He doesn't need that. He knows every sin you've got and every one you don't even know you've got. He, he gets it. And the answer, still the cross. Still the cross. No sin is too great. Maybe it's pain that you bring tonight. Maybe you think that you just can't see past it, you know? You just can't see past today. Maybe it's anxiety or depression or addiction. I don't know. I don't know, but you can't see past it. The answer is still the cross. Want to know how much God loves you? Look at the cross. Look there. There's no greater love than that moment. As he paid it all, if you stop to think about the cross recently, it will leave you speechless and in awe. I just want to read out a verse from Ephesians 2. But God, because, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in power, no, 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 he's rich in creativity, no, 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 he's rich in wealth, no, 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 this is the way God chooses to describe himself. God, who is rich in mercy. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. It is by grace you have been saved. What's stopping you being in awe of Him tonight? I'm convinced that the answer for everything going on in here, everything going on in here, sin, pain, brokenness, just life, I'm convinced that the answer is not more of you trying to fix your junk. It's not more of you trying to, to perfect yourself, trying to, uh, trying to uh, just, just look better on the outside, even though you are dying on the inside. I'm convinced that the answer is more of an awareness of Him. The bigger your God is, the bigger your God is, does not necessarily make your problems smaller but it does make them feel smaller. We are driven by emotions far too much more than we would like to admit, are we not? So I want to pray for you. I'm going to continue to worship about this, sing these songs about this love that God has for the entire world. God has for every single person in this room, the fact that Jesus gave everything. Heard one pastor say it, if you took if you had a scale and you took everything that God has created, all the stars in the sky, all the blades of grass, all the, all the grains of sand, all the oceans, all the, all the states in our world, all the countries, all the, all the oceans, all the glaciers, everything that is in creation, all the planets, everything that there ever was and ever will be, and you put them in the scales and you put Jesus on the other side and weighed up their value, He would outweigh them all. He is deserving tonight of your awe, of your praise. I'm going to sing a few songs now. And I want to encourage you just to, um, if you are prompted to pray, 
It is what's stopping you. What's stopping you? Don't miss this moment to pray God into that space. What's stopping you praising Him with all you've got? As these guys are going to lead us into more worship. We are, I just want to encourage you where you are, just pray. You, you can absolutely move around the room if you need your own space. Um, if you feel prompted to pray for someone, I want to encourage you to be bold and go and do it. Go and do it. Don't waste this moment. Let me pray for you. Lord, you know every heart in this room. You know how fragile we are and how confused we are. And yeah, just how, just how chaotic our lives can sometimes be. And sometimes they can certainly feel, Lord, but you are still the answer. John's Gospel says, you must become greater. Jesus, you must become greater. We must become less. So tonight I invite you in. If you want to invite him in, I just want to encourage you, just lift out your hand. Just lift it out like this. Lord, for everyone right now, God, who wants to receive tonight just from you to encounter you and your love and, and the power of the cross and the power of your Son and Lord, I pray right now that you will fill them with an awe. You will fill them with your power, God, to leave them speechless. You will bring tears to their eyes, God. You will you will do what you do best and get to work on the souls of men and women. Lord God, would you leave us in awe of you, Lord, and would we not be left the same as we came in? Would our problems feel smaller? Would, would you seem bigger? With the impossible situations in our lives, God, in light of how awesome and powerful and loving you are, would they no longer seem impossible? Would we pray some things tonight that we have never been bold enough to pray before? Would we go after your vision and your kingdom for our, and, and your plan for our lives, God, as we desire to see your kingdom come? For those in our lives that we know that are so far from you, would we pray for them tonight? For those family members, God, who who, who are so seem to be so against you, Jesus, would, would you uh, embolden us? to believe that they, even they can be saved, Lord. It's, it's all about you. So we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll give you a couple of reasons tonight why it is really, really important that the request I made to become more and more in awe of God uh, is important for your life. Reason one. I believe your joy depends on it. I believe with all my heart that your joy depends on you becoming, feel free to take a seat. Um, your joy depends on you becoming more and more and more aware of how much God loves you. Now, I didn't say happiness. Happiness is fleeting, isn't it? Happiness is subjective. Happiness flows like this throughout the day based on how our emotions are going, but joy, true joy, soul-satisfying, redemptive, Jesus-focused joy has the power to completely transform your life from the inside out so that no matter what is going on in your life, you know you're going to be okay. I believe your joy depends on it. And I am convinced, biblically, theologically, philosophically, experientially convinced that the key to your joy and the key to life itself is all about self-forgetfulness replaced with God-awareness. 
in the in the Bible you'll see constantly time and time and time and time and time and time again throughout the throughout the life and ministry of Jesus. People meeting him. And they don't leave him making big bold uh, plans to change their life. They don't leave him um, a lot of the time they don't they don't leave him saying a lot at all. Have a look through the Bible. So many people, especially people who know that they're sinners and in need of a Savior, will depart from Jesus' presence full of joy as they have realized that He is everything they are looking for. And it's like they have honestly just forgotten themselves. In light of how awesome He is and how much He loves, they just forget. They just forget. And I believe that's where joy is. I believe that's where joy truly is. But I also believe that that joy, and this is so important to get this right, I believe that that joy, the, the joy, the, the only place in the entire universe where you can experience this joy as you come undone and overcome by this love that God has for you, that is the joy that every single person on planet Earth is looking for. Second reason why it's so important that you don't waste this moment is because Jesus is all that you need and He is all that all your co-workers or your schoolmates or your workmates who, or, or your university mates rather, whoever it is in your life who doesn't know Jesus. Even people who might bag you out for believing in Jesus. You've got what they need. You've got the answer. Got this, we live in this culture where they are constantly and at a rapidly increasing rate changing the idea of what will make people happy and what will satisfy the soul. And so at the moment, we've got a lot of hostility towards Christianity based on the current sort of political climate, political debates going on. Here's what happens when you experience God's love and that's what drives you in that position. Instead of fighting back as you are criticized or as you are even abused for your faith. Instead of fighting back, what will actually happen is this, well, is this I guess this soul transformation, whereas when you see people who are lost, instead of thinking that they are idiots or that they are um, or just that they're jerks, or, or, or thinking that the best thing to do right now would be to retaliate. You'll find the ability to see past that. And something far deeper than the hurt that comes by name-calling, than the hurt that comes by abuse, physical and all kinds of, all kinds of junk that people are throwing at Christians at the moment. There'll be something that breaks your heart more than that. Something has been breaking my heart. As I look at the angry culture, I see them. What really gets to me as I experience God's love for me is that they have no idea how much He loves them. They got no clue 
Will we lay ourselves down? Like, will we actually deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Him to that end where no matter what abuse comes, no matter what criticism comes, no matter what comes our way, we will see beyond the pain, beyond the anger, beyond the sin of other people and see the state of their souls and see that that is worth fighting for. The only way we will ever, ever do that is if we first of all decide to experience how much God loves us. We cannot give His love if we do not know His love. And I wanna be that kind of person. I wanna have that kind of unshakable faith that no matter what criticism comes at me, I can respond with love and a smile on my face and the Gospel for anyone who will hear it. Will we be known for our love? Or will we be known for our anger? Will we be known for our retaliation? Will we be known for our stupid Facebook posts? <laughs> what will we be known for? The church was only known for one thing, and there's a reason that in Acts, the church just explodes despite the constant killing of Christians, because despite that, they had this capacity to love like no one else in existence as loving people. If we decide tonight to lay ourselves down, to forget ourselves in light of how amazing our God is and how beautiful our King Jesus is, you will find everything your soul was created for and you will shine brightly to a broken world more than you ever have. So I'm going to pray. We're going to continue to worship. As I'm praying, I'm going to invite uh, some, any, any leaders who who'd want to pray for people to go and stand on the outsides of the room uh, like, like a normal uh, Sunday evening. Uh, if you're not used to our Sunday evening service, um, these guys will just be all around the room. Uh, if you want prayer for anything at all, um, feel free to approach them for prayer. Let me pray. Lord, thanks. Oh, yeah, just. Thanks for what you're currently doing in these hearts in this room. Thank you for the walls you are breaking down. Thank you for the pride that you're stripping away and replacing with humility. Thank you for the anger you're stripping away and replacing with kindness. Thank you for the pain that you are stripping away and replacing with hope. Lord, give us the give us the humility tonight to recognize that we are nothing without you. How desperately we need you, even those of us who have been following Jesus a long time. We come back to the start, God, where we don't need to move to the left or to the right to impress you. We come back to the start tonight where we are just loved as we are. But with the knowledge that you love us far too much to leave us as we are. Continue to shape, continue to mold. Soften our hearts, Lord. Open up our souls so that we might hear your song over us tonight. Lord, would this, would this worship experience tonight as we sing our, song, sing our praises to You, would it not be a monologue where we 
sing words to You, but would it be a dialogue where we sing and we hear from You and we sing and we hear from You and we, we hear You clearly, Lord. I pray over this room right now that You give us visions over our life. Would You give us pictures of what, uh, what You have planned, Lord? So often You plan things for our lives that are so far above us so that only You get the glory. Lord God, would You give people visions for their life right now? Things that, um, things that might happen tomorrow, but things that might happen for in the next five, ten years, God. Would You give people pictures of how You are going to use them to build Your Kingdom? Father, I pray for everyone in this room who is lost. Would you bring them home? Jesus, you are the answer for their souls. You are everything that they are looking for. Lord, I pray that you will break down every wall tonight, that you will break through, God, where you, where maybe we haven't let you break through before. Would you do what you do best and just save people? Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. I pray, God, that this week we will reflect on that more than we have in a long time and will we shine your light to our world more than we ever have Amen